Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for hanging out with Matt and I as we talk investing, finance, retirement. And this week on the show, we're going to be talking about overconfidence and how it can lead to some financial ruin. Uh, Matt, what is it? Uh, it's Proverbs 6, 618 that says pride goes before destruction uh, and a, a haughty spirit before a fall, which is you know a lovely way of writing that. But pride goes before the fall, right? We've all heard that before. Yes, we have. Yes. And if you are at all attuned to that, and some of us are too prideful to even <laughs> recognize that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. Um, so we'll talk about that today and um, how just kind of having a little overconfidence in your own self um, causes you to stumble, causes you to make mistakes. And uh, when it comes to your finances, you know, it's a big deal. So yeah. I mean, confidence we'll, is we'll a good talk- thing, right? You know, just, com- just be careful, right? Confidence is great. And, you know, yeah. and I think a lot of times in today's society too, there's a tendency to, for people to talk, you know, you have self-talk. We've become aware of this. And a lot of times we are mostly negative of our own self, you know, when we, when we have self-talk. So you, you actually have to go into a reservoir or learn to identify who you really are and what your real purpose is. And, you know, that's where your confidence is going to come from. But then sometimes when good things happen and they continue to happen over and over, we tend to get overconfident. And so that can also be a catch-22. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be too confident yeah. um, and miss or not to take advantage of, of knowledge from the wise people. Well, we get cocky, right? So for an example, the stock market is my first one on here for some overconfidence in it because it's been, I mean, for, I mean, Look, let's just be honest. I mean, it's been up for 10 years. Yes, we've had some blips over those 11 years. We've had some blips, obviously. But overall, it's been on an 11-year tear. And this year alone, even though September, this is our October podcast, but even though September saw a 5% drop, and when we say the market, we're talking about the S&P, overall, September was still up. You know, you were up 15% as a total. You know, so gave back five there towards the end. But I mean, it's easy to get like when it's always going up, it's easy to get overconfident in your ability to manage, especially if you're a DIYer. You're like, hey, I got this figured out kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Mark. And um, so, you know, if you are a DIYer and do it yourself, there's what we call recency bias. And um, so in our mind, we tend to recall the most recent thing that that's happened, you know, and if that's been good things, you, you know, you had a positive growth in your portfolio or you... If you're a stock picker, you got to be careful. Those are it's very dangerous. You can lose just as quickly as you can win. We call that gambling. But you get uh, a little bit of recency bias. You if you've had the success, and we've we've all had success here. If you've been invested, like Mark said, for the any time in the last ten years, if you've invested and you've held those positions, you should be in the green. You should be making money right now. And um, so yeah, now we get now what now we get the time when um, there's a little bit of hesitancy in the market. There's a couple of things going on, you know, government wise with passing a budget and um, is there going to be, are we going to default on debt? Or are we going to raise that debt ceiling? You know, we, we've been through this multiple times, but overconfidence exactly. is, pardon me? 44 times, actually, the debt ceiling. Four, 44. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we've got this, um, we can, we can be overconfident because we, you know, you think, man, the market's so good. Is it ever going to slow down? 
And um, the ability to manage risk then becomes a little difficult. You know, our emotions get caught up in the roller coaster, mm, you know, yeah. the climb in the hill of it all. And uh, you got to watch for that, that drop that's, you know, ahead. We don't know where it's at, but you have to use discipline because if, otherwise you will get overconfident and you're, you'll have a tendency to make a mistake. And, right, and yeah. picking or choosing something that um, without assessing the volatility, without assessing where it falls into your portfolio, what asset classes you need to be represented, you know, people get that overconfidence, then they start taking unnecessary risks. And that's what can hurt you. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, we just, you know, you think about it like a, you know, like a, like a boxing match or a fight, you start to get overconfident, you know, in your own ability and you, you drop your shoulder or something like that. And boom, next thing you know, you, you've taken one on the chin, right? So you got to, you have to be careful. You have to not have too much confidence. And that's where I think, again, uh, an advisor comes into play with helping us manage those emotions and so on and so forth. And another one here, this is number two on my list, Matt, is overconfidence in, in that whole dollar amount thing. You know, that whole a million bucks, right? I need a million bucks. So like putting all your kind of, I don't know, faith behind or confidence behind, well, I just know if I get a million bucks, everything will be groovy. Yeah. I mean, um, what's the purpose of that number? Um, well, right. it what's might it just, doing for you? Yeah. it just might be what you want, what, what you set as a goal or the feel good. Um, but yeah, you got to be careful because just confidence in a number or you're going to, let's say you achieve that number. Um, now what? Now, now where do you go? Um, what, what is your focus? So oftentimes when we talk about um, retirement goals, you know, I, we can do an analysis and we can say, okay, if I accumulate a million dollars and I plan to spend 4% of that per year, you know, that's $40,000 a year. As long as my portfolio grows, you know, you, you should be fine. But a but million dollars may or may not be, uh, you know, you might need more income. Okay. You might need $80,000 a year, which is 8% of, you know. So we have to be careful about setting a certain amount of money because we do have inflation. We do have, and you, you kind of each have your own inflation rate. And what I mean by that is, you know, as prices rise, they don't all rise equally. So if I'm a user of a certain good or service and that sees a spike in prices, it could be more than 3% average. It could be a 10 or a 20% increase in certain things that I use to live. So you have to be careful about having that certain amount of money because a certain amount doesn't always answer all of the what ifs. And with your financial advisor, taking a good look at what your monthly expenses are going to be, mm. having a number is, is important. Having a number sure. that says this is a time when we're confident that we can retire, but, but overconfidence in that number, like you said, again, can sting you because life happens. You know, all of a sudden, you need a new roof and it's not covered by insurance and there's there's a big chunk of our money or you need replace you know floods and fires and you know have to replace appliances and in our cottage or our second home is all of a sudden has a, an emergency or or um you know medical expenses there's lots of different things that can affect you at that number so don't get overconfident. Yeah, it's it's cool to have a goal and shoot for it, but it's more about the income than it is a, tar a targeted number. You know, if the million dollars is because it's round and sexy, cool. You know, that's that's great. But make sure that you're taking care of the income needs and the durable income needs through the years uh, versus just a specific dollar amount. Because you could do that, which would lead you into like our next one, which is overconfidence and rules of thumb. Because you could say, hey, okay, the million dollar thing. All right, so I've got this confidence in the million dollars. Once I get that, I'm groovy. 
And I know once I do that, I can take 4%, I can do the 4% rule, and I can pull that out, you know, uh, annually, and that's going to last me the rest of my life. Well, that's not taking into account any kind of pullback in the market, you know, and so on and so forth. So overconfidence, or, or maybe it's a different rule. Maybe a different rule of thumb is your overconfidence in something like the rule of 100, right, Matt, where you just so you go, well, okay, so, um, you know, I'm 60, so the rule of 100 says I should have 60% you know, uh, safe and 40% at risk. And that that's fine. That's great. That's a 60, 40, but maybe that's too much risk for you or, or not enough because you're behind. So rules of thumb are just that they're just there to give you a general starting point, And then you got to fine tune it for your, your uniqueness. Yeah, Mark. Um, I, I talk a lot about these rules of thumb just because I think they're easier in a sense for people to grasp. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You use the 4% off a million. People can kind of calculate, okay, or we can help them say, you know, that's 40,000 a year. Right, exactly. You know, if you need 20,000 a year, you need a half a million at 4% or, you know, if you've got a million, good for you. Overconfidence in the rule of thumb though is, is a little, you know, that's an important thing to pay attention to as well. Um, we have the rule of 72 that kind of just says whatever my rate of return on my investments is divide that into the number 72. And that's how long it takes your money to double. So if you average 7.2%, for example, you divide that, you know, it takes 10 years for your money to double, or you got 6%, it takes 12 years, yada, yada, yada. Right. And it's just a guideline. It's not a hard and fast. It's like, it's not, this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and rules of thumb are exactly that. There are general guidance. Um, It does not apply to your specific situation always. But they are nice because they're sometimes easier to remember. But remember this, that you've got to have confidence, um, not just in a a simple rule of thumb. It's a way that overconfidence in one of those rules or or the amount of money number that we just talked about, if you're overconfident in, in those things, you can easily make a mistake when it comes to planning. For example, just using average rate of return, okay? When we look at returns, nobody gets... Average rate of return. An average is exactly that. It's over the number of years. What did I earn this year? I might have earned 18% this year because the market was good. The next year, I could earn a negative 6%. The following year, I earn plus three. And then I earn, a, you know, I might earn 12. Right. So, so how's that you, 4% you, working if you're negative three, right? <laughs> yeah, That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Or that average can kill you if you say, well, you know, the first year I got 20% return mm-hmm. and then the next year I lost 20%. So what's right. my average? Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Zip. Yeah. Right. But my 20% loss um, has a bigger impact because I can't. I got to earn more than 20% to, to go back up to where I was. So, um, yeah, don't get overconfident in the rules of thumb, but have confidence. And the way to have confidence really is to, to give us a call and to analyze what you're doing because that's going to give you a real, realistic picture of uh, how confident you should be. Yeah, I mean, an actual plan, obviously, is the point, right? Because you can you can have confidence or you, you know, in some of these things, or you can have, you can kind of use some of these things as, again, barometers, but at the end of the day, have an actual plan that you can have some real confidence in. And that's going to lead me to my final two here, Matt, and they can kind of work together. So the first one here is overconfidence in our, in our own ability to understand some financial products. There's so much information out there now. We can watch a few things on TV, listen to a couple of podcasts and go, ah, I got it. I'm groovy, right? And so I totally understand how this works. And that could lead us into my fifth one and the final one into overconfidence on our decision-making process. So, you know, you think, hey, I'm a smart, rational person. I watched a few things. I listened to a couple podcasts. I certainly know how an annuity works, for example. I'm going to feel confident going ahead and, you know, jumping into this. 
Maybe, but maybe not, because unfortunately, there's so much information, and the internet has gotten so slick now at you know news stories that look like ads and ad stories that look like news, right? And you just you don't. It's really hard to disseminate some of this information, and so it's very easy to get overconfidence in our own ability to make the right decision for us at the right time. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, overconfidence in our own decision making process. A lot of times we make decisions. Sometimes. We don't have enough information or enough knowledge. And so it's more of an educated guess type of situation. Other times we make those decisions based on past experiences. And um, we tend to aggregate all these past experiences into certain decision making. And we kind of form an opinion about ourselves. Um, so over time, you know, you, you, have, you, ha- you have opinions about yourself or I'm not good at that or, oh my gosh, I'm, money's overwhelming for me. And so Knowing where you fall in terms of your success in decision making is 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 good, but always, almost always, if you're going to make a big financial decision, get a third party, non interested opinion because I tell you what, it it makes a big deal. Um, an example of decision making is you know I've I've met with multiple people that have a lot of assets that are outside of IRAs. They might have additional, you know, extra investment properties or something like that, or they might have a house in Florida, no insurance on it. I, I'm doing a, this questionnaire with somebody recently and it's like, well, we don't, we own the, the, the house, but we don't necessarily own the property. We rent that from these, the association. And I said, so you'd have no liability insurance coverage on this. What if somebody gets in an accident while you're gone, nine months of the year, somebody breaks into your house and they are leaving with your you know, your refrigerator and they cut their, cut themselves on a piece of glass that they, you know, hopping out the window. What what are you going to do? You get sued. And now the attorneys are sitting down with you and they're looking at all your assets and you've got all these non-qualified assets, not in retirement plans. And you got this little house that you didn't think you had to insure. Hello, (laughs) this is a big pothole. You know, somebody, some thief, what's the worst thing that could happen to you in retirement? Some thief breaks into your house and then sues you for $2 million because you cut a major artery in his leg. I mean, but if you just simply, you know, have a protection against that, there's a couple of ways to do that, obviously, by insurance against that occurrence. It only costs you a couple hundred dollars a year. You could get a huge umbrella policy, you know, that's going to cover you. So overconfidence in your decision making, you well, I'm smart. I'm, I'm smarter than the average bear. I can do this. I've done these in the past. Okay, but have, a, have, have another set of eyes. Just check your situation, exactly. whether it's... Whether it's something like that or, like you said, understanding products. I know a ton of people who've bought into the income, guaranteed income rider. No matter what happens with the market, my, my policy is going to return me 7%. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> Show me how that works. Because in, this is a variable annuity Okay, I'm talking about. And, that, and this is an instance I had last week when I was talking to somebody. Their, their, their person gave them the information that they're guaranteed 7% return. Well, that's not cash value, guys. That's a second pot. It's an income rider guarantee. And it doesn't, that money doesn't actually exist. When you start to take money out, it comes out of your money, not the 7%. Of course, they charge their fee on the high 7% roll up every year. So you pay more in fees every single year. You're increasing your fees by 7% and this fake pot of money. So if you think you understand product, and you get overconfident, definitely give us a call. 
Um, that's our job is to be a fiduciary. It's to look out for your best interest so that you don't make these mistakes mm-hmm. and it ends up costing you three to four times the amount of money every year than you were anticipating paying. Well, you know, and, and Matt, so there's most of us are, we try to do some dil- due diligence. We try to think some things through. Most of us are going to try to be logical and that's fantastic. And, and a lot of times our gut serves us very well in many of these instances, but get a second opinion. You can be a, it's like those, uh, those, what was those holiday Inn commercials? It's like, you know, this man's choking. I'll help. You know, are you a doctor? No, but I stayed at a holiday Inn last night. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> it's like, what it's, those are fantastic. Cause it's that same kind of thing. We can be smart, rational people, but still not be qualified sometimes to do some of the things that we shouldn't be doing. And when it comes to finance and retirement, especially for retirees and pre-retirees, when we're, our time horizon is getting shorter, you know, back up your decision making with some good data from a, a trusted professional who can look at this stuff objectively. So that's our podcast this week here on Mondays with Matt. Reach out to Matt, as he said. Give him a call if you're not sure about some of these things or you're, you know, you're feeling like, hey, this is going, everything's going really well. Like, when's the shoe going to drop or whatever? I hate to be negative and pessimistic that way, but you know, we are wondering when the market's going to take a tumble or is it, is it around the corner? What's going to be the catalyst that maybe does it? So make sure you got a plan. If you don't, sit down, have a conversation or get a second opinion. Reach out to Matt at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, 989-401-2949, or stop by the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. And don't forget, while you're there, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you like to use. And of course, they send these out uh, every couple of Mondays a month. We drop these new podcasts, and that way you can catch new ones as well as past ones here on Mondays with Matt. All right, my friend, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Uh, I know that you've got some uh, some milestones for uh, for the kids coming up here. So good luck with all that, and I look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. Yes, sounds good, Mark. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, definitely have confidence in your plan. Um, but if you even remotely think you could be overconfident, give us a call. We'd love to sit down and, and review whatever your situation is with you. So, Absolutely. thanks for talk. Thanks for the talk today, Mark. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, hope you all have a great week. Yep, we'll see you next time right here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.